Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Week with Cheek podcast. Before we start the podcast, I'd like to acknowledge that we are on stolen Aboriginal land of the Yuggera and Turrbal people, and I'd like to acknowledge I'd like to acknowledge their elders, past and present. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. Today we're doing advice. Which we are not qualified to give, but love it. Unqualified advice based on vibes. Based on <laughs> It's based on more than vibes. So we put up a, Hannah put up a story asking for advice, long form advice, and we're going to give it. Okay. This first one is so spicy and okay. it's my favorite one. I'm so excited. I haven't heard any of these. So actually what prompted this was someone sent us a message just like a few days ago and was like, hey... I know this is, I'm asking you for free labor, so feel free to ignore this, but how do you feel about this like question, like about something that's happening in my life? And I read it and I was like, I don't really want to do free labor, but what I do want to do is use this for content. <laughs> I'm obsessed with how she, she's like, if this is free labor, feel free to ignore. I kind of love that. Like this person Same. is a total vibe. So thank you so much. And I messaged back and I was like, Hey, what do you think about us discussing this on the podcast? <laughs> can you send it to me in long form in like a dramatic way yes, so that we yeah. can read it? And then she was like, shopping sure and then sent it. So I'm like obsessed Excellent. with this person. Thank so you are you going to read the first bit that we first got or are you going to read the whole thing? Uh, what would you like to do? I kind of want to just read the whole thing. Okay, great. I don't think there's actually going to be that much of a difference between them. Okay, Is that copy. Right? Yeah. All right. So here we go. A friend of mine is a self-proclaimed feminist, a trait she values highly. However, a few years ago, she had an affair with a married man. She has recently started pursuing another man who is in a relationship. Both pre-existing relationships were monogamous. In this light, can she truly be considered a feminist? It's the repeated pattern of behavior for me. Mm -hmm. That is not feminist behavior. No. And I think that one of the things that comes back to is that a lot of the time there's this big sort of debate when people have extramarital affairs or infidelity occurs where people say they talk about the fault of the third party, the other woman or man, mm. right? The mistress or whatever. I hate yeah. the language. Homewrecker. Yes. And too often, in my opinion, the blame and fault is placed not on the cheater, but on the other person. Mm. And I think it's interesting because it tends to happen with women towards other women. Mm. And I don't know if it's like this. I think it's this faux sense of like sisterhood or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but they didn't make a commitment to you. Yeah. And while I think that they have something to answer for morally, I don't think it's their fault. They are not in a committed relationship. I think the, the problem lies in that individual knowing that person is in a relationship has pursued them and actively sought them out. And, and sometimes they don't know, but the person who made the commitment has, it is their fault. Mm -hmm. They have breached something. They have sort of, and not to be really clinical about it, but they have breached some sort of contract. Yeah. Right. There's a promise. Mm. And the third party, while morally has done something wrong and it's, I would argue it's not feminist. Yes. Mm. It's, it's not, I, I, I can't fucking stand it when women are like, it's your fault. You took my man, but like the whole, like, I'm sorry, but Jolene by Dolly Parton is a fuck song. <laughs> Banger, but fucked. But fucked. <laughs> the, okay. The thing for me is that like, obviously if, um, if you, if like, if a woman pursues a man and then they have some kind of relationship and it turns out he's in a relationship and she didn't know, Obviously, the man is fully at fault, one hundred percent. And the like, to, and in my mind, and I know that victim is like has is a loaded term, but in my mind, both the women are then victims of his 
him being a fuckhead, yes. basically. I think I'm a little bit more aggressive than you on this. Um, shocking. That, that's crazy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because while I think that someone pursuing, again, like, so straight. So while I think that a woman pursuing a man um, or, like, getting with a man who is married or in a monogamous relationship I still think that the fault sits mostly with the person who is married, mostly with the man in the scenario. I still think that she has a lot to answer for. Mm. And for me, it comes down to why the fuck would you want to do that? Why would you want to be with? I have concealed part of it from you. Oh my God. For fun. Well, for fun. I thought I'll leave this till this part. Okay. Cause I assumed you'd get here. <laughs> I know you <laughs> queen. I know you. This is only going to strengthen your argument. You're just sitting argument. there like... Mm. It's only going to strengthen your argument, but oh, I just God. thought I'd like add a bit more. I have a feeling I know what it's going to say. In both instances, she has been convinced that the men are unhappy in their relationships, that they don't love their partners, that they want to leave them, and that they love her. So far, this hasn't happened. They have stayed with their partners. Okay. I don't want to be aggressive towards this woman, but get a fucking grip. Ooh, this woman is not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're that person, you don't listen to Cheek. Get a fucking grip, okay? And I know that sometimes it is a bit harder than that and, it, like, a lot of people have insecurities that do manifest in this way. And if that is the case, then, like, please seek therapy. <laughs> if, it is, if it is not a therapy reason, get a fucking grip. If they are unhappy. And also, I just I, – it really bothers me when it's, like, the, like, other – in this case, other woman is like this mouthpiece for the man. Oh, they're really unhappy. She doesn't love him. They're going to get it. Like, what the, what, are you like, you, are you his lawyer? Like, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Mm. He's just like using you to be like, well, she doesn't do this like you do. And oh, she, you're so much more beautiful than her. That is a fuck. That's a patriarchy pitting two women against each other. Open yes. your eyes. Yes. That is not. And I don't want to say like, this woman's not a feminist, but that is not a fucking feminist thing to do. And if you have done it twice in a row, you really need to consider how that, how, how does your feminism fit into this move? So Moves. true. I agree with you. Moves. Nothing. I don't, I don't even have anything to add because I agree. It's just like, come on. If they want to leave, they would have fucking left. And like, to be honest, I, if it's like a separation and it's not fully divorced yet, I actually don't have a problem with that. It's a separation and that takes time oh, to yeah, do. Absolutely. But also I think uh, not equally, but just as much because I think you have every right to be fucking angry. If you're the woman that's being cheated on, get a fucking grip. If you're blaming the woman alone. Yes. hundred percent. I fucking can't stand that. Mm. It is your partner. That's doing this. this is your partner. That's convinced this other person that he's going to leave you. Like yeah. that's humiliating and embarrassing and shameful and all these things. But Holy fuck. Mm. If your if your blame is misdirected towards her thinking that it's, she's not Jolene. She's not stealing your man. They're actively <laughs> participating in some sort of sexual relationship. That's just taking any power away from the man, mm. which I'm like, and in this situation, he has all, of the power if i was in a if i was in a scenario where i was in a monogamous relationship with a man married whatever would never get married um and this happened to me and like a, another woman i would like the the man i'd be like you're fucking Done. dead to me and the woman i'd be like feel so i'm not betrayed by but i'd be like you're pathetic yeah like that's how i would feel i'd be like that's pathetic and sad to be quite honest, like I actually feel bad for you yeah. because it's just, 
like it's mostly his fault, but she has participated in something knowing exactly full well what she was fucking doing. Yeah. And that's just like really sad indictment on the world. And that's why we need feminism. So true. The end. The end. (laughs) Do you want to read? Yes. I had a friend. Okay. Should I? All right, cool. It's, it's like a summary and then some more context. Had a friend group ostracize me because one member of this group and I had a large disagreement. The end result was that I became rejected by not just one, but many people I deemed as important in my life. So in short, what's the best way to deal with rejection by friends on a large scale and how do you manage that? For more context, the most information that I could gather behind the reasoning why the others were unhappy with me is that these friends told me I no longer spent enough time with them after meeting my partner, even though I was seeing most of these friends at least fortnightly for dinner, drinks, etc. Friend group group stuff is really hard. Mm. I think always, and, and... To be fair, like in high school, I was just the worst. Like I was like <laughs> same group changer. Like I would. Oh, you're one of those. I would flick people from the group. So like I was the worst. You would kick people out of the group. Yep. Queen. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> like sometimes I have dreams where I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, if I did that in year oh, nine. God. Oh my god, year nine. <laughs> year nine is fucking we should dregs. we should all go get like some kind of lobotomy that takes year nine out of our <laughs> I minds. Totally agree. Year nine is the worst shit on earth. <laughs> But yes, I switched groups, made new groups. Stop. Go on. We should get a t-shirt that says, I'm sorry for what I did in grade nine. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) So sorry for interrupting you. Very rude. Hang on. Notes app. I love it. I've, oh my God, I've opened my notes app, but this is what the first thing says. I have no idea what this is. We'll give up on learning something if not immediately good at it. (laughs) Is that your therapy note? No. <laughs> I realize what it is. It took me a minute. You know those videos, like the dancing videos I do, where it's like, it's this is a list of ideas for eldest daughter. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is something deep, deep no, no. seated for how to. I'm making another TikTok video, but it is, yeah, no, it's the eldest thing, just eldest daughter things yeah. dancing video, and it says we'll give up on learning something if not immediately good at it. Next one, words of affirmation are your love language. I think those are both correct. <laughs> Might, not for me, but okay. Um, I'm sorry for what I did in year nine. Perfect. Put on shirt. I am very much oldest daughter, but I also, I don't You're like you. I thought it's very confusing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like words of affirmation. They annoy me, actually. God, you're just the worst. <laughs> I, I only want to be affirmed by myself. Like, if someone says I'm doing a good job, I'm like, I know. Fucking hell. But then sometimes when I say something good to you about what you've written, you're like, and? <laughs> Tell me more. And then when that happens. What did you like about well, it? Like, okay, so, for example, everyone, sorry to de- detour from the advice. The other day you wrote something and you, wrote, you walked into my office and I said, the first tile is wheat. <laughs> If that was probably the most aggressive thing I've ever, you've ever given to me. I just said the first tile, frankly, is weak. Queen. You didn't say frankly. Oh, sorry. The you first said, tile is weak. Yeah. And then you were like coming in to tell me a story. So then you stopped in your tracks, looked like a deer in headlights. And I was like, fuck, why did I say it like that? And then I was like, but the rest of it is like so perfect, Queen. Like it's like the most perfect thing I've ever read. And then you were like, you were like standing there. And afterwards you were like, 
it's really good feedback. I, so I hate when I like validation. And I was like, everyone needs validation. Can you please accept that you're not a plant? Like, fucking hell. Anyway. Back to it. Back to it. But so, the other thing is, like, that's the kind of – you could give me that feedback, but I would never give you that feedback. That's what we said in the moment. The weak one or yeah, the perfect one? the weak one. Sometimes you do. Not in those words. <laughs> Those words were surprisingly aggressive, but I... Yeah, but you wouldn't have said them if you didn't think I could handle... If you didn't know I could handle them. I think it was like I was in a fun mood and I was like, it's weak, queen! But because gonna, we ha- we you didn't already- say it in... She did not say it in a fun way. Let like, the record reflect. She was just like, in my mind, I was like, in a fun mood. I was like, well, it's obvious that I'm being fun. Well, what, what it... Ta- it, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but in my... It came across as like the rest of the article is really good and the front tile's letting you down. Yes. That was Which what is I was how going you meant for. It. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. that's a little insight into how we run cheek. And then Christian was like, I'm going somewhere. And I was like, well, I'll just do the first tile. Do you want to be shown? No. So then I just did it. No. I never want to see it again because you upset me. But it Not went really, really well, didn't it? Because it of did. the whole article. Yes. Woo. Great front tile. Look at us. Dynamic duo. Dynamic anyway. duo. So back to the friend group thing. Mm-hmm. I actually think this reasoning that's been provided is one of the most common breakdowns of friendship not a whole group though i'm kind of surprised by the whole group i would like to know from this person how often they're expected to hang out with these people yeah once a like fortnightly is a lot in my opinion for a a group but it depends on age and things like Mm. at uni i would spend like 12 hours a day with my friends every single day of the week yeah and so it was like if that it was once a fortnight we just wouldn't bother to see each other but now if we if i saw a friend once a fortnight that would be like a very frequent friendship yes but then again us we can't go two days without seeing each other we're yeah. like do you want to have just a, do you want to just go out for lunch <laughs> like, that's genuinely what it's I'm like i'm going to see a movie would you like to, become, you like to come be there would you like to be there <laughs> okay this is what I, my ta- my immediate take is that the it's actually nothing to do with meeting the partner someone has just like concocted that as the reason no i don't think that's fair because I that's think, what i think well I actually think it's surprising that they haven't given you a real reason because the point of me saying the nasty shit about myself in year nine is i would always tell them Oh, okay, you're leaving. The, you're out of the group because blah. Yeah, so generous. Actually, not no. Actually, not every time. I remember two times I didn't do that. But I think I would like to give someone the reason they've upset me. I think mm-hmm. it's really important to communicate and and give feedback and say I think this isn't working because of this. Yeah. Right? In this situation, if that is the reason, it, I think you need to know. Like, also to this person, do you think that you are spending so much time with your partner and your friends are jealous of that? I think that is something as like depending on your age as well, that can become a real thing, Mm. especially when, so like I know one of my friends is one of my really good friends is single and her close friends are in like long-term relationships. And I know that she gets a bit like upset when, when people, when her housemates are Mm -hmm. away with their partners and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, but we're at the age where that's kind of just becoming a thing. And Mm. people obviously like, I don't think that romantic relationships should be like the be all and end all and prioritize. But I do think that they are more, they have a sense of closeness that you don't really achieve with platonic friends. And I think that there is like, especially when you're first getting to know someone, you kind of do just spend more time with them naturally. Like you're trying yeah. to build something. Yeah. And I think that there's a space for that. But I mm. think that when we're, especially in our early twenties, it's like kind of hard to deal with that change and yeah. that transition. Yeah. So I can understand friends being genuinely jealous and mm-hmm. especially if you're hanging out every day and then you're not. I feel like that's something you should keep to yourself. <laughs> what? The- if you're jealous. I think it's something you I should I don't think keep it's to fair to be telling the person that. Unless you're like, gen- unless you actually like fucking ghosted them. 
if you have gone from seeing each other like every day or every couple of days to then like once every a couple of times a month mm. and you don't like that i think it's fair to communicate that you want to see them more yes i don't think it's all i think jealousy is a weird emotion to feel about that because they're two completely separate things like i find mm. that a bit ugh. yeah just because you're a partner doesn't mean you can't have any friends no it's not like that no yeah. but i mean the friends being jealous yeah that's what yeah. i mean like it's not like, like i don't understand why if like someone who has a friendship with you like you're not competing no, it's completely so it's different. Weird, yeah. If I was jealous of your partner, that mm. would be fucking strange. It would be weird. Do you want to live in my home? Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I'm here right now. Wow. Not okay. like that. But can you imagine just living together? It'd be terrible. Um. <laughs> live together, work together, socialize with run a business each together. other, being our only friends. God, <laughs> it's toxic. <laughs> I just think. I think you're, um, I think it's 50, 50 split, whether it's the correct reason and they're just like distance, but I also mm. think it's weird for a whole friendship group to do that. But that's why I think it's so, it it's was, a so reason. like, so this person who sent it in had a, um, disagreement with one person and then the whole, and group. Then the whole group that just to me is just like, but what I don't is the buy power that, dynamic in that group. Then? I don't buy that. It's about the partner at all. No, I think that's ridiculous because I think that someone with that much control over a whole group, it can't be about the partner. They wouldn't care. No, nah, so, I think, unfortunately, I think that probably the person you had a disagreement has like talked a lot of shit about you. That's awful. It is. It's really bad. But also I think the, the advice question is how do you deal with that? I would fuck them all off personally, but I know that's not everyone's well, they're approach. Already, they're already fucked off. Well, the actual question is best way to deal with rejection by friends on a large scale. How do you manage that? That's what I said. Okay. So you're right. They're already fucked off. Yeah. Good. First step achieved. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, important, this, I think it's important to remember that when they, and, and I know it's hard to remember that, but when these sorts of things happen, it's kind of for the best. Like in a way you've dodged some sort of bullet. Agree. Right? Yes. And they're not your friends if this is the way that it can fall apart. And they're not your friends if they can be easily influenced and they can't ask the question or communicate adequately. Right. Mm -hmm. Also by the sounds of things, you have a solid relationship going on. Mm. That's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. Not that you should only be reliant on that because that's unhealthy too. Yes. But I think that the next step, and I think one of the hardest things to acknowledge that we don't talk about enough is how hard it is to make new friends as an adult. Yes. It's very difficult. It's very yes. challenging. That's why I only have two friends. Really? Two. Oh, we're not going to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like all the people I work with now, so that's like a little inbuilt group. Yes, it is. But I don't have that many friends. No. And like, I purposely haven't looked for them, but even if I did, I feel like I wouldn't have that many more. That's nice. Maybe. <laughs> how to handle there's no there's actually no right way to handle it because it's an awful fucking thing it's probably mm. one of the most traumatizing things to happen to you as a person and it's a very formative experience i think having friendship rejections and friendship group changes especially as an adult when you felt like those relationships were secure and, and you're, also you're kind of like expect it to happen like at school it's just like well that's what happens but when it's an adult it's always there's a part of you and uh, well i'm only speaking from my experience there's a part of me that's always like i thought i was fucking done with this shit like in high school yeah absolutely i think but it's also it's a natural thing like oh god did you hear that <laughs> just <laughs> 
I think one of the things that, especially between, I think, 19 and 23, because I'm 24, I'm going to say that. <laughs> I moved past it now, personally, <laughs> as of two weeks ago. <laughs> I think you find that when you see old friends, um, over time, you feel that distance grow and you feel those changes become more apparent. Mm. So, like, when I see you versus some other friends, I notice a difference. Not, like, the, the nature of the friendship changes and the expectations and... I find that I want a natural progression of like our expectations of each other to change. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously we work together. We wouldn't, if we just didn't work together and didn't do cheek, how often we see each other? Not very often. No, probably not. Right. So it's just like convenience for us. It Mm. truly is. Mm -hmm. But with my friends, a lot of them live interstate. So it's like when we see each other, it's quite intense. But Mm -hmm. if they were around, I would be like, please once a fortnight max. Yeah. Once a fortnight fucking max. So I have stuff to talk about with you. Mm. And I don't know if that's mean, but it's like, I need equal expectations from those friendships. Like if you're expecting to FaceTime every week and, you know, talk for hours and blah, 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 blah. Sure. If you're in need, I'm more than happy to be there on point, like Mm -hmm. making all the effort. Like I'll send the birthday presents. I'll do that. And that's a normal friendship expectation. If someone's struggling or if just general stuff, but what it comes down to is friendship is a lot about shared expectations. Mm. And I think that's something we don't discuss enough. Some people just want a lot from a friendship and others just want to see each other twice a year. Yeah. And I think that's something we don't discuss enough because I think that's one of the crucial breakdowns is how busy people are and how often you need to catch up and just like that shared. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day and like I've had um, some friendship breakdowns that have been like pretty bad, never a group. And I think it's just a very different thing, but like, uh, even though it sucks for a while, like afterwards, I feel nothing but like grateful that it was, that it's like over because unfortunately when you're, if you're going to spend time with people, like you don't want to spend p- time with people who it can all like fall apart based on something like that. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I know that advice is so annoying. <laughs> That's like, it will be good in the long run, but it will be. Yeah, and well. I think it also, every time you have, um, a friendship breakdown like that. Like I've had friendship breakdowns with people I was friends with for years. Like I'm talking like a decade. And every time that happened, I learned a bit more about like red flags to look out for earlier. Mm. Oh my God. I forgot about one that I liked. I work for an MP and I was recently given a promotion to a leadership slash advisory position after a recent election in sparkly emojis mm-hmm. that I'm really happy and excited about. I worked incredibly hard during the campaign, but I'm in my, in asterisks, early twenties. And I feel like I've undercut people who have been around for longer, work just as hard or harder and have more experience to get this sought after job. One of my bosses is really taking me under his wing, talking about my potential and in inverted quotations and is using his limited time to give me training and attention that the other staff are craving. I can sense them starting to resent me question mark. My coworkers subtly, but constantly bring up my age. I'm the baby of the office in quotations. Every time they reference a pop culture moment, they go, well, that, well, you were probably too young for that. Even if it happened fairly recently, maybe I'm projecting or overthinking it, but I've seen before as especially young women who rise quickly in political ranks, get verbally torn down behind the scenes, people thinking they've had things handed to them. It makes me angry. I feel insecure in my abilities, insecure about always being the youngest and one of a handful of women in the room. I feel like it's bring your daughter to work day sometimes when I'm in meetings. I love where I work and what I do, but I'm so worried about perception. Any suggestions for how I counter my insecurity in the new role? Oh my God, that makes me so angry and sad. Okay, first of all, I just want to say, and I obviously don't know, this is all the details we got, but just like keep your eyes out for any weird behavior from this man. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I, but I hate that. It because, seems like it's fine. But, but it unfortunately, like, 
unfortunately what she's worried about is us saying that sort of exact thing and that's the perception but I'm I know. Mo- it's not about her for me it's about the man well for me it's more just about like well okay for me uh, these, there's, these are two separate things first of all there I'm sure unfortunately and I just want to be honest there probably are rumors going around that there's something going on between yes. you and this man um and you probably already know that obviously um so that is one thing and I think that's really fucked up and disturbing and I, it makes me hate it and it's a reason why we need feminism um but another thing is just like you know I mean we've all seen things like that just turn really bad so just like stay safe and look after yourself is all I want to say and it's not your fault if anything happens obviously um fuck those people fuck them right off that is really embarrassing like i just i'm so fucking sick of this shit happening all the time yeah like first of all like if a, if you were a man then we'd, we'd be having a totally different fucking discussion good for you like fucking good for you and to like be um imagine if she was a live <laughs> Well, she did. She did message from a private, like, blacked out account, so we wouldn't know. Yikes. If you're a lib, there's not advice for you. <laughs> Do not succeed. <laughs> you sound highly um, competent and skilled. Do not Do succeed. Not. No, be lib. insecure. She sounds like she's got too many opinions for to be a liberal yeah. woman or an LNP woman. Anyway. No, sorry. If she was an LNP woman, she'd have to be sleeping with him because that's the only, that's the only way <laughs> they give women a leg up in the LNP. <laughs> Sorry, that's actually inappropriate because I don't believe those women had to, like, in quotation, sleep their way to the top. But I'm just saying only silent women get their way to the top or women who are fucking Barnaby Joyce. Yeah, or mouthpieces for the patriarchy. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Well. Anyway. um, If you are – if you have been, like, um, you know, selected or, like, acknowledged or someone has noticed your – ability or potential or whatever you want to call it for leadership um in a space like that at this age then you should be like really happy with yourself and anyone who's not happy with you has a fucking alternate agenda yep and like that unfortunately is politics and that's why we really need people like that in politics because like as you can fucking see who else in the like I'm sorry, but if you're in progressive politics and you're acting like that towards a colleague, then you're fucking not living your values. No. No, it's always – and it's funny because people don't really recognize potential in situations like that. They're never willing to actually acknowledge the person's competency or skills. Yeah. It's always about what's happening behind the scenes and gossiping about that there must be some ulterior motive or another answer. Yeah. Um, In terms of how to handle it, I would make jokes back at them about how old they are. Yeah. I do that sometimes for fun. If like someone is like, well, back in the 90s. And, I, and I'm like, when was that? 91? Oh, I wasn't even born then. It's like last night we were at a work event. Something about my age came up. And obviously I usually perpetuate the joke because I think I'm insecure about it. And I bring it up before other people bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, because we work with our work. Our workplace is mostly like middle-aged men. So one of the things is that like last night <laughs> when we were at this event, someone made a joke about my age and I went, oh yeah, here's the next one. I've got pairs of shoes that are older than you. <laughs> like, fuck off. It's not funny and or clever. Said, I do. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. Throw your shoes away. Yeah. Throw them away. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I just, yeah, like I would definitely start doing that. And like woman splaining, Gen Z splaining, mm. perhaps Zoom splaining. 
um, things to them. Just like fucking two can play at that game, mate. Yeah. These people are so sensitive. Yeah. So fucking sensitive. And they're just fucking upset because like they weren't picked at 23. We don't know how old she is. I thought she, for some reason, I thought she was 23. Early 20s. Oh, okay. Well, early 20s. 23 is like the cap then probably. True. Younger than 23. Good for you. You should be really proud of yourself. You should. We're proud of you. We're really proud of you. And hopefully you can find some, like, are there like other people in like the vicinity of, like if you're in an electoral office, probably not. Um, but if you like work in parliament, then hopefully there are some other young staffers around you who I'm sure are going through the same thing. Yes. Because there's this weird thing about like earning your place. Like I think, I actually think, think it is absurd that like, and like a MP elect or a candidate is picked based on the fact that they've been around there for two decades. Like, I'm sorry, that doesn't make you good. Mm-mm. And actually it probably makes you not good. Cause why the fuck haven't you become an MP before this? So true. Like we need young people in the movement, in the progressive movement. Again. It's aging. It's aging. Exactly. And I'm over it. Abolish old people. Okay. The last one. <laughs> Just kidding. Abolish old people. <laughs> Is sleeping around and constantly finding new men to fuck just an avoidance tactic to not deal with my recent affair with my best friend against my long-term partner who I thought was the one? <laughs> again, against. So this is what I clarified. Because okay. I said, so you had an affair with your best friend while you had a long-term partner. Mm-hmm. I said, yes. Okay. I keep telling myself I'm focusing on me and bettering myself and finding myself, but how can I be sure it's not just a repeat of when I was 18, now 25, and seeking validation through other people's sexual gratification? There's a bit in brackets, which I'm not sure about reading, but I'm going to read it and see what we do. Which has its own story, and TBH probably first needed advice on how to deal with those awful experiences that I realized now years later were actually rape and sexual assault, but at the time I told myself it was my fault. Um, we're not going to give you advice on, on that because you need to see therapists. I didn't therapist. read it until the end. Yeah. I fully disassociated and didn't feel any guilt for four months, which allowed me to let the affair continue because I was subconsciously scared my partner's poor mental health meant he wouldn't survive finding out the truth. Jesus. Okay. The only reason I feel a bit like, hmm, is because of the wording used in that first bit that said finding other men. Mm. And I wonder if that's like the... I don't know. Just using that language makes me think like maybe you are doing something that's like um, a bit self sabotagey Yes. But in terms of the act on its own, like who fucking ca- like who cares? Well, I I just I don't like it the way it's framed because I think it the question this person is posing for advice versus the context given. Like I'm I don't really want to alleviate your guilt, and I don't really want about the affair. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but that's really bad. It is. Yes. <laughs> And I also don't Sorry, think... I shouldn't laugh the way you said that. It was just very funny to me. I also just... <laughs> like, that's what, it's probably the worst. Also, because if so I found out... Like, like, the thing is, is the vibes it gives me is, like, your partner's probably worried. Like, this is the person they'd be worried about. It's always like that. You know, the person that they worry... That... Or, they, or even if they weren't worried, just feeling so betrayed by it. Yeah. It's then... one thing for a stranger, and yes. it's another thing for someone that you're intimate with in a very deeply personal way. Yes. Also, it opens a question to be like, like if I was um, the partner, I'd be like, how fucking long has this been going on for? Absolutely. Like, why would you believe someone who said, oh, it's only been a few months? But there's something so disturbing about, 
and I, I, the aim of this isn't to make you feel bad if you're listening. There's something just so disturbing to me, as I say, as I fucking roast you. <laughs> Sorry. There's something so disturbing about the fact that your best friend then had this one up on the partner as well. So I'm assuming mm. like you would have seen each other and it's like you're both keeping this secret. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like you went out and had a one night stand with a stranger and then came back and were just guilty and just awful. It's mm. like there's some sort of specific betrayal about this, right? But I also get it because you're very close to both of these people. So I'm like, at least in a way, it's more meaningful, but that kind of makes it worse. So aside from all of that. If you were in love, then it would be one thing. Also like, okay, this is fucking harsh. I don't like the fact that this person has said like, you kept it from your partner because of their poor mental health. Like, Mm. no, you didn't want to be caught. But also it's like. Uh, I just like don't really care when people say like, oh, it's so hard to tell. Like you did it. Yeah. I'm sorry you did it. But again, it's like you're not keeping it from them because Mm. it like, okay, so you wouldn't have cheated in the first place because of their mental health. How about that? Yeah, exactly. How about not doing the act because it would hurt them when the eventual result is finding out. Yes. It's not about you. I think it's about guilt of getting caught and how difficult that would be. Not, Mm. not because if it was about the implication on them, you never would have done it in the first place. Yeah. hundred percent. That's harsh. Sorry. It is. You're also not asking for advice on this stuff. You're asking for advice about the sexual gratification and fucking I think other men. Totally different things. But you're not sorry. So you're saying related. the person's, I, I mean, I think they are related. I think the it's a coping mechanism. Fucking up, oh, you think it is a coping mechanism. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely I think you just be. numb yourself and try not to feel. So you just fill the void with bodies. Mm. I think that you should see a professional. hundred percent. You should hundred percent. I mean, like I, I booked in a psychologist appointment because I got, I got fucking drunk one night and I was sad. <laughs> so this is way more reason. Well, one, but the thing for me is like, I guess I just don't want it to, I don't want it to sound like we're saying like, um, got, like being like, you know, sexually promiscuous, if that's what you want to no, call it, is a bad not. thing. Absolutely not. Um, but potentially like if this was my friend telling me this, I'd be like, Mm. <laughs> maybe you're trying to like distract yourself from something i think and also takes a lot of time to do that it's like also, you're, you're definitely filling your time with this these endeavors absolutely it's also um i think it's just hard to give advice on something like this because on one hand if i was cheated on i would be like send them to the electric chair right but then when someone tells me they cheated on someone and they're like struggling and blah blah i'm like oh you're not evil mm. it's okay but it's really hard to sort of um rationalize those two standpoints yeah like i think that people who are in a monogamous committed relationship and cheat on their partners that is one of the most awful things you can do to another person yeah but then i also don't think that that's um something that can't be redeemed or can't be you can't be absolved of you can't yeah. fix you can't learn from and grow from and become a better person i just think that you need to sit in i think you need to sit in the pain and the guilt that you feel mm. i truly think that you need to be punished for what you've done in by from, wow i truly no i'm sorry <laughs> but like cheating is one of those things where like and maybe it, uh, maybe it's a boring hetero view but like i am a highly monogamous person if someone mm-hmm. did that to me it would scar me for fucking years really yeah if you didn't find us completely insufferable come back next wednesday for a new episode you could also find us on instagram at cheek media co or online cheekmedia.com.au yes That's the one. That's the one.